What's going on, good people? Welcome to Life School. I'm Reverend Kojo. I am your host. We've got a lot to talk about today. Look, Life School is not about getting your panties in a bunch. It's about talking about the hard-hitting topics that you're going through today. If you're struggling, I want to talk about it. If you're hurting, I want to talk about it. If you're just flat-up confused, let's talk about it too. Why? Because this is Life School. Hey, good people. I'm so glad you decided to join us today. Uh, We got a good bit to talk about. Uh, I want to talk about something that seems to be common in our culture, but I'm not convinced that it needs to be a staple. Um, We there seems to be this trend that when you get tired or annoyed with somebody, you just stop responding. Uh, When you're sick of a job, you just stop showing up. When you're tired of attending a church, you just don't, you don't give any more notice. You just don't, you don't show up when you don't want to. If you don't feel like reporting for work, you just roll over and decide not to go. And we just have this exit culture that is unhealthy. Um, From friendships to relationships to uh, church membership to regular fellowship to the clubs that you belong to. As soon as we are sick and tired, we just make our exit. And that's not healthy. It's not healthy for you and it's not healthy for the people that you're tied to. And so I think we need to discuss it. Let's let's talk about it. You know what I say, if we can talk about it, we can fix it. And here's here's what happens. People have introduced you into into their life whether they hired you or whether they're dating you or whether they call you friend, but they have introduced you into their life. They have been vulnerable with you and they have shown you things that they don't show everybody. They've allowed you to be a part of their circles. They've allowed you to walk with them, to talk to them, talk with them, to glean from their knowledge. They've allowed you to meet people they don't introduce to everybody. They've allowed you to come into their homes and to, to, to spend time with them and to fellowship with them. And then you disappear because you're bored or you're tired or you're frustrated, but you never express those sentiments. And so you just leave, but your, your exit is not sealed with a goodbye or a see you later or until next time your goodbye is left in the distance where it just falls off the cliff. And so the other party is sitting here wondering what went wrong. Why did it go wrong? What can I do better next time? What's wrong with me? When they don't even know whether it was them or it was you or what the, what the lot. And so I think it is, imp- it is imperative of us that we stop building this culture where we just leave. It takes a, a large level of maturity and for you to man up and woman up and face your issues. If you're leaving, you need to say goodbye. When I was a kid, I have, I have an uncle um, who's kind of an uncle, but not really. He grew up with my dad in their home. Um, and he came and he appeared, we picked, we picked him up from prison one day and I was probably, I know it was in single digits. Me and my dad, when he picked him up from jail, I had never been to a jail, never picked up anybody from jail. And so it was kind of like an experience, but I was young enough not to judge the situation. Like it didn't occur to me that people do things to get put in jail. It was like, we're going to pick him up from jail. Okay, cool. Just like, we're going to go pick up somebody, pick daddy, picked me up from school today. We're going to go pick up uncle, uh, my uncle from jail. And so we went to go pick him up. And, you know, he just man entered my life. He entered my experience. He he appeared and um, he was an uncle. You know, he we would go riding some days and and he would be at the house. He'd work with my dad and uh, he would come to church Uh, for a hot minute. He was preaching. Um, He spent he spent a whole lot of time with me and my sister. Um, And when my cousins would come to town, he would spend time with us and he became a staple in our day to day life. 
Well, one day he, he disappeared. No goodbye. He didn't say anything to us. And so eventually we, we started asking, well, where is Uncle so-and-so? Why is Uncle so-and-so not here? And my dad didn't have the heart to tell us that he just left because that wasn't the culture in our home. In the mornings, we kissed each other goodbye, <laughs> and we said, I'll see you later. We prayed before we left. When we came in the house, we announced ourselves. When we left our grandparents' house, we kissed them on the forehead, and we left, and we announced that we were leaving. When we left church, we sealed it with a benediction. We said, until we meet again. And, and when we left school, bells rang. There was always closure to the end of everything that we did. And so we didn't comprehend why, how could somebody just disappear and they weren't dead. Sure, I remember my grandfather died when I was two. And I didn't understand death, but I knew that it was final. And even though I don't recall him saying goodbye, but when they told me that he was gone, I understood that it was final. There was closure there. And now that I know the story, I understand that he's gone. But he just disappeared. And then years later, this woman appears who claims she's dating him, appears, and, and I couldn't understand, well, okay, well, he's okay. And she comes and she tries to make amends with the family. But at this time, I'm confused because he just literally disappeared. And I didn't realize then the damage that it did or, or, or how it could have been changed. But when you just leave, you leave a lot of questions on the table. I've been in situations where friendships came to abrupt halts. And I'm convinced that in those friendships and in those situations, had we sat about, sat down and talked about them instead of gossiped about it around and talked around situations, both friendships would still be alive and well. If we sought to understand and later to be understood, I'm convinced that both, re both relationships would exist. But when we decide that we want to leave and we don't want to, Con we don't want to confront anything. We create bigger issues for our psyches, for ourselves, and then we perpetuate a culture that doesn't deal with problems. It treats symptoms. When you have an issue, you've got to hit it head on. If, I have, if I'm failing a class, I've got to go confront that thing, which means I have to look at the grade. And that's, that's the thing that I have a problem with. I don't like looking at grades when I feel like they're not good. But I have first to have to look at the grade. Then I've got to go talk to the teacher. Then I've got to go consult the books and the notes. And I've got to go seek out a tutor because I've got to confront it head on. If I've got a problem in a romantic relationship, I've got to go talk to that person. I've got to sit down and I've got to say, look, this is how I'm feeling. I don't understand why this ha keeps happening or why we're stuck in this cycle, but something has to give. So this is how I'm feeling. How are you feeling? What can we do to rectify this? If I've got a friendship that I think is going south. I've got to take that friendship by the horns and say, look, I love you like a brother. I love you like a sister, but I'm really feeling some type of way now. And I want to talk to you about it because I really value your presence in my life. And because I really value your presence in my life, let's see if we can fix this thing so that you'll still be around in a little bit. If we have a problem at work, you know, hey, I really, hey, I'm really not loving this job. Um, and so I don't know if I need to remove myself or we can, so we can make this thing more comfortable for both of us, but can we talk about it and see if we can fix it? Matter of fact, today I had a uh, callback interview for a job that I, it was, it was a lot, it was really good money, but it wasn't at all what I wanted to do. And so I thought about going back to the interview and I was pretty sure that they were going to give me the job when I got there. Um, but about 30 minutes prior to the interview, I called and I said, I don't think this is going to be a good fit. And so 
I didn't I didn't miss the interview because I could have just let the interview elapse. It wasn't like they had my accounting or they could take any money from me. I could have just not showed up. But my character required me to go and call and say, hey, this is I'm I'm calling. I didn't want to waste your time and I don't want you to waste my time. So I don't believe this is going to be a good fit for me. And you know what? When I spoke to the lady, she respected me for doing that because she readily gets stood up. She readily finds herself in situations where people do not want the job or or they walk off of the job and they don't provide closure. I've sat in places and I've interviewed people and I hired them and then they didn't show up for the first day. What is that? Why would we do that? But we, we have not been required to as a culture. We've not been required to give closure. We do things to people and we don't apologize because we're not required to. And it's hard and it, it, it's an ego trip when you have to apologize. But a, being apologetic speaks to your character better, more than it does hurting your ego. When you are bigger and bad enough to say, I don't think that this is working. And if we can't fix it or we can't remedy the issue, I'm going to remove myself. But simply removing yourself without making your announcement known, without apologizing for the wrongs you have corrected, you have you have created or righting the wrongs is is childish and it is weak and it is unacceptable. But you want to see yourself thrive. And you want to see yourself walk in, in, in wonder and walk in calling and walk in greatness. You've got to add closure to these situations. Don't make it your habit to text somebody. And as soon as the conversation goes boring, you stop responding to them. It's rude first. But second, it says you have no character. And I think that is, that's, that is it's so important. It's so important that we provide closures around the board because closure allows you to move on. You know, you leave people sitting in situations where they're like, well, what did I do wrong? Where did I fall short? Why is it that this keeps happening to me? Why is it that I keep finding myself in these situations? Why is it that they won't love me? Why is it that I'm unlovable? And if you could simply provide somebody with some truth behind your actions, maybe they wouldn't lay, away, lay awake at night wondering why it, what the whys. And maybe they could think about the future. You know, as, as a manager, you're sitting here, why is it that I keep losing people? You know, even if, if I'm a bad manager, when somebody leaves, you don't have to cuss me out. You don't have to tell me, uh, you know, your life story. But if you say, hey, I really couldn't deal with the way that you did this. Or maybe you submitted it in, 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 um, in, in writing. You know, they do exit interviews at a lot of great companies. And the exit interviews for those that retire and those who leave the company amenably they provide feedback on what they liked and what they didn't like so that for the next group coming in, maybe they could right the wrongs. But if that's never provided and you never allow somebody to be able to know what is right and what's wrong, what you liked and what you didn't, how do you help the next generation? If you never give closure to any situation, how do you raise children that are going to be productive, that are going to have healthy relationships? It's all a part of of being vulnerable. 
And, you know, me and, me and this vulnerability thing has been a roller coaster ride. I started June doing this study in vulnerability, following Dr. Brene Brown, reading books on vulnerability, seeing a shrink. Oh, my goodness. Um, and really, really pursuing being honest and telling the story of who I am with my entire heart has been a struggle. But even in it being a struggle, it has taught me to see this world more holistically. And being vulnerable hurts. Like I understand there are parts of you that you don't, you're not always willing to show. And there are parts of you that are, it is hard to do certain things, but it's the, the hard things that will shape you and that will prepare you for the places that you are going to go. But if you skip the hard stuff, you'll forever be behind. So make sure, make certain that you grant closure. In every situation that you have power, give closure. Because if you give closure, you'll receive closure as an act of you giving it. And in giving it, you can move right on along to the next step. I hope you've enjoyed the podcast. This is Reverend Kojo with Life School. Be sure to check out ReverendKojo.com. There's so much stuff there. New content daily. I've been writing and writing and writing, getting ready for this next book. And uh, if you haven't checked out the first two, check out Pregnant with Possibility and Call to Pete Craven the Pit. God has truly, 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 truly been working in me, on me, and through me. So let's let's uh, let's support that. Please support that. Uh, be sure to leave a rating. Uh, let me know what you think about these podcasts. Check out Bible School as well. Spend a lot more time talking on those, but they are very, very thorough. Y'all be blessed. And until next time, this is Life School with Reverend Kojo.